0: Welcome to episode 42 of the All Things Leeds podcast. Uh, I'm Ed McIntyre and joining me in the studio is, as always, my co-host Charles Foster. Hello.
1: Hi, Ed. You right. Yeah, obviously I finished work earlier, so that's the explanation why I'm dressed like this. Yeah, to you're, me. you're dressed very smartly. Yeah, the, the, uh, I've got a tie my bag, the on the back of the chair, i bit bit at work, so um, I'm not going to say the company because I'm not paid to advertise. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's what's you, happened. Have you had a good day at work? Uh, it was all right. My feet are aching a bit. and yeah. I have to deal with customers all day, but it was okay. Yeah, I, I get very well paid. so yeah. Good bonfire night as well. It was all right. Mum couldn't find any fireworks, so she uh, she had to buy some last night, but she couldn't find any. So, because no one was selling them, so I was a bit gutted about that. But like. I realised that everyone was lighting off where I was yeah. at You Do you have a good
0: one? Yeah, I was at the Fazy Celtic game, and uh, we saw all the firework displays around us, because, of course, what? it's not a massive ground. So, um, yeah, I saw fireworks going off. Fazi Celtic beating... Uh, uh, I, I, I forgot I forgot the, t- t- the name of the team. I think it was like something welfare. Armthorpe Welfare, I think. We won 7-0 in the West, West Riding County Cup. So, plenty of goals. Uh, and I was doing the Twitter as well, so I kept on putting some... Bonfire Night puns in there? <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wanted to have a bit. Of fun Well, yeah. If you if you live around Farsley
1: or even if you don't, you should definitely go support. Yeah, them they have a good club.
0: Yeah, definitely go to, uh, and uh, watch some uh, Farsley Celtic games. Uh, but how are you? How are you? Have you had a good week. You had a good week.
1: Yeah, it's been alright. I've been working a lot. i been working every day, yeah. so it's, it's been a bit yeah. rough. <laughs> a bit rough yeah. feet, yeah. raking a bit.
0: But I've been great after that Leeds United you know, win on Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah. Amazing.
1: I love I love the, I love the game. That yeah. was that was good. A nice, a nice regulation two 0 win.
0: Yeah. Uh, we will of course be discussing uh, last Saturday's game uh, League United uh, winning two nil against QPR. I tell him, No "I know two goals in one game. Mental. I know. Mental." When was the last time we saw that? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Uh, there's no one. Uh, uh, no League United in the 23s game to mention this week, unfortunately. Uh, as their game away at the Forest under 23s on Monday got postponed due to a waterlogged pitch, uh, but the United ladies did play and won their game quite convincingly, so we'll look at that. Uh, we'll also discuss the news that has come out of Ellen Road this past week, and there's been quite a lot of news coming out of Ellen Road this past week, of course the big one being the news on Kiko Casillas, so there's plenty of things to talk about before we look ahead to Leeds United's next game. That season taking Blackburn Rovers at Ellen Road this Saturday, another home game. Two home games in a row. I'm, buzzing. I'm I do, buzzing.
1: I do love a home game, Matt.
0: Yeah, two home <laughs> games in a row. I, when was the last time we had that? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, <laughs> loads to discuss here on the All Things Leeds podcast. <laughs> well, uh, getting straight into last Saturday's game, then uh, Leeds United, of course, beating QPR 2-0 uh, at Ellen Road. And uh, Charles, this was a solid performance.
1: It was it was significantly more comfortable than we've uh, than we've been coming to expect this season for for a game of, for a game of football, especially at Elm Road. Yeah. where the games have been significantly more tough than the other way. Um, yeah, this this uh, I saw an interview with Jack Harrison with the uh, Yorkshire Evening Post uh, um, or oh, I think it was I don't know it was that or West Yorkshire Sport. One of them, uh, I think it was Adam Pope interviewed him and he was saying that it took him five or ten minutes to figure out QPR's formation. I know we were pointing out how how organised they were, particularly when yeah. we were. Uh, taking like short uh, goal kicks from our box, they were they would have four players surrounding. Obviously, Eze was their kind of main man all game. Uh, he was their focal point, and they were they were they were they were, they were quite yeah. well organised for a team that conceded so many goals as they had because they have conceded a lot of goals. Yeah, but I thought we did we did a job on them. We we were we were clinical, we were ruthless, and I thought we dominated the yeah. game. I thought we were very good, particularly in the first half, and even in the second half, I thought we were very good. I thought there was never was never a period of more than a few minutes where QPR worked. I would say, dominant.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I, it took me ages to figure out the formation of the Leeds United team, never mind the QPR side. Stuart
1: <laughs> she, she Dallas had the, had, the, had the weirdest position she going on. Stuart Dallas was all over the place. <laughs> I, I, from the look of it, it looked like Bielsa said to Stuart Dallas, your job is to mark... As a <laughs> Just you know, that that anywhere. is your job? Yeah. You, wherever he goes, you follow him, and you mark, and you you basically get the ball off him.
0: Yeah, I think Graeme Smith, of course, at the Yorkshire Union post, he tweeted out during the game. Stuart Niall's playing the traditional left-right mid-center defensive midfield role. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he, he was all over the place, yeah. but you know it did the job. When, like uh, I think, if uh, in previous manager of the past, I think uh, Jose Mourinho when he was when he was managing Manchester United, he was playing Chelsea. He had. Um, Oh, was it was it Herrera or was it um, Matic? I think it was Matic ma- marking Eden Hazard all game. Yeah, that, that and, and that worked. They won the game because the strategy was: your job is to follow Hazard wherever he goes. Yeah. Every time he gets the ball, get it off him, and that's what Stuart Dallas. The Stuart Dallas role against Eze was was obviously not as high quality, but similar similar in concepts. That was the role. He was that is was very impressive for QPR. You yeah. know, QPR were quite poor themselves. He's clearly a player that oh, is yeah. performing below his. Yeah potential I
0: mean for a 21 year old he ran the show for QPR yeah I mean he,
1: he is clearly greater things to move on to in his career. Yeah. He was very good for QPR. Yeah, he was And good uh, and even even Stuart Dallas and Calvin Phillips struggled to deal with him at times. But you know, he he didn't and, and he had a very limited impact because of the efforts of them players. and obviously of the efforts of the rest of the team.
0: Yeah. Uh were you nervous heading into Saturday's game? I mean it was a fantastic atmosphere, but at the beginning it did feel quite tense and, and quite aggressive as well for the United fans. I, I feel I did feel a bit of nervousness around.
1: Well, yeah, but we had a couple of draws. But you have to consider they were away draws yeah. against significantly good teams, like Preston, who were one place above us. Chef Wednesday were only a couple of places below us. Yeah, these were difficult places to go to. We came. We went to both games. to both grounds. We did. We didn't lose. We, we we didn't lose the game. That was the main effort of the game. We didn't lose. We we we, we performed. I I would say d- defensively against Wednesday, we performed very well. Uh, Preston wasn't as good a performance, but we we managed. The sign of a good team is not losing when you don't perform well. We didn't lose either game and we got back home and we won our home games. You win your home games, you draw your away games. All season, then, yeah. then you then you go up. Yeah, that's that essentially it.
0: Yeah, because I mentioned this on my uh, match review for the uh, LS Eleven YouTube channel. Um, I said you know, going into the game, I did feel as though fans were quite nervous, especially in the ground and early on because of recent results. But I was looking at it thinking well, we're going into this game three games unbeaten. We've picked up two draws away from home against two sides who are in the top six. To yeah, go, probably going to finish in the top six. The two very very tough teams to to go away, and then we we won our home games. So <laughs> I, I for me.
1: Great. Yes, it was a great result. Yeah. It, it set us up for this next stretch of games, which are—I mean, even objectively, they are winnable. Yeah, not not, not even from a, from a biased Leeds perspective. Well, of course, we're biased because we're Leeds fans. But looking at it, you'd think what well, we got uh, after this, we've got Luton away, don't we? Yeah. and then we've got uh, Middlesbrough home, don't we?
0: Yeah, Luton away, running away, Middlesbrough. We're running home. away, sorry, I missed that. We're running away, yeah, <laughs> Being yeah. running away,
1: yeah. like we won the three 0 last season, and, we, and it could have been six last season. Yeah. We, Bamford missed a couple of chances. Hernandez missed that one from about eight yards out so like that, that was comfortable last season you can imagine it being the same so this stretch of games is winnable and I thought last last game against QPR we really did say right this is how we're going to play and we're, yeah. we're, we're more efficient and we sacrificed the, the majority possession don't forget we only had 49% possession we sacrificed dominance in exchange for goals which, which we have done in previous games this season in a few games in this season already we, we've we've not had over 50% and we have won the game so I think, I don't know whether it was a square ball or another podcast to listen to or another Twitter opinion. It's not my opinion. I've got another opinion when they say that when Leeds seem to have less possession, we seem to score more goals and do do better. We seem to we, t- we seem to create more effective attacking manoeuvres. I don't know whether that's just because we've got more space in behind because we're counter attacking or because when we're completely dominant, we are up against a wall. Yeah. And that is ha- is hard to score through yeah. a wall. Yeah. I mean, Jack Harrison proved that against against Wednesday when he was uh, when uh, Ketia laid that chance in for him. Do you remember when they had that, like, all eleven Wednesday players in the box <laughs> and, you, and you thought, "There's no way this is going in."
0: Yeah, yeah. It seems to be when we're playing worst, we seem to score more goals, which which is really. Well, I weird. don't know if you would
1: less possession isn't necessarily playing worse, as Leicester proved when they won the Premier League. I think they they nearly every game that that season they had less possession than their opponents. Yeah. Um. You, you, Sometimes you've got to let your opponent into it to make them make a mistake. It's difficult to make mistakes when you are as compact as we make teams are. If you are, if you let teams perform how they want to perform, but but you already know their weaknesses, you are arguably in a better position to strike at those weaknesses.
0: Yeah. Um, well, getting into Saturday's game... Sorry and, to ramble, by the way. <laughs> no, no, it's uh, getting into Saturday's game in a lot more uh, detail. Um, as I mentioned, uh, brilliant atmosphere, but I did feel as though fans were quite, you know, uh, qu- you know, quite uh, nervous heading into it. I think a lot of fans were quite pissed off as well at the fact that QPR's uh, kit that they were wearing was... I, I oh, don't
1: really know what it was. A, what was, it, was. A, it was a nightmare. It was like light green or light m- green, mint, mint, light, mint coloured.
0: <laughs> light, light blue or something. It was like a mixture of like light green and light blue. Looked
1: very similar to, to, to the white kit. I mean, me and um, you can see completely fine. I even mean, we were getting a bit strained yeah. at times.
0: So people who suffer from from colour blindness,
1: or even there. just generally need glasses, <laughs>
0: we struggle with that. Yeah, I, I was struggling at times. I I wear glasses, uh, of course, in myself. Stand, I need glasses to see the other side of the pitch. Um, and yeah, I, I was struggling to to differentiate the players and I think people who suffer from colour blindness also found it really really hard it's a good thing that Will Huffer wasn't playing in goal um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah the uh, yeah, the massive massive kit clash I don't know how on earth Q- uh, QPR were able to uh, wear that kit I was surprised that they didn't chuck on anything else it was very very difficult even you know, throughout the entire game just wearing the same kit and it was, it was just
1: difficult at, especially at corners and things like that that was yeah. difficult
0: yeah it was awful it was awful uh, but two changes for uh, Legion United uh, Liam Cooper he came in a uh, straight uh, swap for Gainetano Berardi. A bit harsh for Berardi because, of course, he did keep a clean sheet against Sheffield Wednesday, but Liam Cooper, is the captain. Club he was captain always going to go in. Has to play. Yeah, he was always going to go in. And uh, Tyler Roberts, he replaced uh, the injured Alyoski, uh, who he also told us in last week's press conference had a problem with his side. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Roberts, he came in for uh, Alyoski. Dallas played at left-back and Roberts played in that number 10 role. And uh, Dallas, I thought, he did well at left-back and uh, Tyler Roberts in that number 10 role, wow. We have missed a player like that in that role.
1: Right. Should we talk about Dallas first? Obviously, there's a lot more to talk about right, with Roberts. Right. Dallas at left back. Didn't really happen, did it? Did. <laughs> <laughs> well, it yeah, didn't really happen for a start because he was roaming all over. He was he was he was left back. He was defensive midfield. He was wherever Eze was. Uh, but he... The le- the less you know about defensive players, the less you think about them during games, is generally an indicator of how well they performed. Uh-huh. And there was very few attacks that came down our left side. Very few attacks in general that came, came towards us. But... You didn't really notice anything. You never really thought, oh, we're getting to get hammered down this stuff on side at any point during the game, did you? That's like it yeah. just didn't happen. I thought he performed quite well. I thought he, he thought he did a job on Eze. Of course, it's quite difficult to keep a, a player of his caliber under wraps for ninety minutes. I mean, yeah. generally he's he's running at defenses and defenses are scared. And every time he got the ball, Dallas was within five feet of him. He really was up, ran him all game. Yeah. So that was impressive. Right. Moving on to Talon Roberts, who had a slightly more interesting game as an attacking play. He generally, do have more interesting games. He was, he was all over the place. He was finding, finding pockets of space. Um, and At one point, he chipped it over to, to Harrison, who, who, who sat on the chance, which, which, which flew through the box. Um, but he was at the centre of everything. He was finding those pockets of space in the middle that we've been struggling to find in recent weeks. We seem to have been working a lot, a lot of magic down the wings, but obviously unable to get the right cross in, the right ball in. But he seemed to be that focal point in the middle yeah. that we've missed since really since since I, yeah. left, since Hernandez has been on form in the middle we 've missed that. That person that can pick up the ball in the middle and find that, those spaces and find other players. Yeah. And he was really impressive in this yeah, game.
0: Yeah, Roberts was doing that. He was so creative. He was instrumental for us going forward. It was fantastic, was Tyler Roberts. Uh, Patrick Bamford, he started despite being telling us in the press conference midweek that he had an ankle problem. Uh, but that's because uh, Eddie Inquettier uh, is out injured now. Uh, he's got a problem with his uh, abs. Um, I don't exactly know
1: what the injury is. A lot I, the... I heard something really dodgy about this. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I heard something really dodgy about this. I heard he had like a, a testicular torsion. <laughs> That's what I, that's what I've I, mean, I've. I mean, that sounds like a massive rumor, but
0: yeah, I mean, we'll need to wait until Bielsa tells us uh, tells us the full story in uh, uh, this week's press conference on Thursday. Uh, but uh, yeah, enketia has got a problem with it with it, with the abs region. Uh, I don't exactly know what the injury is. There's a lot of rumors out there. There's a rumor that he's out for four weeks or so. But as I said, we will need to wait until uh, Thursday's press conference. But it did feel as though in this game heading into it, Bielsa tells us that Bamford's got an ankle problem. It did feel like Eddie Inquietia was going to get his start, and it's unfortunate that he's now. Wow.
1: Apparently, he was Inketi uh, was told on Wednesday of the week, obviously of last week, that he was going to start on the Saturday, and obviously on if he get he's getting injured on the on the Friday night, that must be heartbreaking for him. Yeah. um it's got shades of the uh, Jamal Blackman
0: last season where he was told that he sat ahead of uh, Bailey Peacock foul and then he got injured and, and of course a, a massive injury went back to Chelsea.
1: But on, but unlike Jamal Blackman, I've actually been impressed with what I've seen about Ian Kessier. I was never impressed yeah. with what I saw with Jamal Blackman. Well, we never really saw him. Well, we? you know, I saw him in under-23s games, sorry, in cup games. I never thought he's a much better keeper than Bailey Peacock for our thought yeah. they were just both, keep, both all right keepers. Whereas Nketiah has proven to be an extremely effective player off the bench when I was playing uh in games. Uh, I was disappointed to not see him start initially. Um but I didn't think Bamford performed that badly. I mean he missed he did miss a good chance. It's, uh I don't know was oh, it was it in the was it in the, uh, it in the first half he missed a chance? I think one on one. Yeah, I think it was the first yeah, half wasn't first it half. yeah. And he, it was he, he kind of uh, Click threaded the ball pretty much from defensive midfield because yeah. click was playing a bit deep. I thought click was more impressive at a deeper role in midfield. Yeah, I think that, has, that that has to be noted. I thought he was in recent weeks he's been a bit kind of on on and off in his form. I thought deeper midfield has been better, but he found Bamford with that ball and. Um, Bamford probably should have hit it first time. Yeah, he really should have on uh, his left foot as well, the stronger left foot. He does go. He does go by the goalkeeper, but the defender does make a good tackle. Yeah, which, really which, good challenge. Yeah, really. Good, which which Bamford actually notes yeah. as he sits up as as the KPR <laughs> social media noted. He actually he actually sits up and goes, "What a tackle!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, and I felt really unfortunate in, in the uh, in the second half when he scored uh, an offside goal. And I, I know you like to keep it chronological, but we're talking about <laughs> Bamford's performance, so we have to mention that it was it. it it looked marginally offside. I yeah, mean, I think it? it was just offside. I mean, it was very, certainly very, very close.
0: And sometimes you see him given, sometimes you see him not. It, it was very, very close. It, it was a tough decision. But from angles that I've seen, I think Bamford was d- just offside. He but did again, look it a bit, very, yeah. yeah. again, it is very close. But uh, going on to that one-on-one one again, Delwood. He's on his left foot. He, he needs to hit it first time. I mean, the the defender should not get the opportunity to put the challenge in. He,
1: he's on his left foot, but he, uh, which is his favourite foot, but he's 25 yards out. He's on the run. Defenders are closing him from both sides, but you'd expect him to yeah. hit, hit the target I uh, think a striker
0: then. who is very, very confident would finish that first time. I mean, Bamford just obviously,
1: isn't. he takes it around the keeper because he thinks the keeper's going to take the ball off him, but from that position, you should think, from when he gets the ball to the keeper being near him, there's about... There's, there's, there's about a second now he can chip the ball there he can chip it yeah Uh so you are uh when we saw that we were disappointed we were disappointed with the click chance in like the first 15 minutes <laughs> yeah we when Aileen it, when it, when finds him in acres of space yeah. the edge of the I box. don't know why
0: he just didn't dive forward and head it but, yeah
1: uh, sw- swan dive head that goes in I reckon yeah he just decided I, I, I to remember me, me and you were discussing that at the time during the game Um, but uh, we're getting wildly off topic here (laughs) the the Bamford performance I wasn't I wasn't disappointed by the performance he won it wasn't his most most impressive performance but he did win a few free kicks but he was offside a couple of times it was a very much a a Patrick Bamford
0: performance yeah he had
1: some very good points and some well, wow, maybe yeah. it's the times you own better yeah. kind of performances. But
0: it, but it is unfortunate that uh, Eddie and Nketiah is now out. Um, hopefully it's not for four weeks That is the room at the moment. we will need, will just need to wait till Bielsa tells us on Thursday in the press conference. It'll uh, be yeah, really unfortunate that hopefully uh, Eddie and Ketcher uh, does come back very, very soon. Uh, but yeah, it was a slow start from Leeds United, I felt. I felt QPR were uh, probably uh, on top. They were passing really well. Uh, as we mentioned, 21-year-old Eberici has a uh, random show for QPR at times. Uh, referee, uh, George uh, Eltringham, uh, I didn't think he had a Particularly good game. He was giving QPR pretty much everything every time their player went down yeah, in the opening you know, the opening 15, 20 minutes or so. A brilliant Graham, Graham Smith tweet uh, said that uh, the referee uh, was blowing his whistle like it was at a rave.
1: Uh, it was. Every single time one of their players went down, it was giving us yeah, a free kick. It was very uh, frustrating. What I will say in favour of the referee, though, as I mentioned to you earlier, is that he dealt very few yellow cards to either team, which is kind of what you want to see as, as a football fan. You don't want to... I mean, obviously, if, if, if a player deserves it, they deserve to go off. Yeah. But you, you don't have to see players easily booked, there. Yeah,
0: but I just want a bit of consistency with, ref- with the referee. I thought the referee and all the officials were quite poor during the game. And, you know, especially early on QPR, there were cheats, basically. Every time we, Every time Keiko Ksay got the ball and wanted to throw it out, a QPR player would either... Maybe a tap him on the shoulder or, or get right in the way of him. They were stopping us from taking quick free kicks. And yeah,
1: I, I, we noticed that. Yeah, the stand, it was it was awkward. Yeah, it,
0: the referee, if, if, if you book one of them, they stop doing it really. And yeah, that that it was really frustrating. He did me.
1: he did have a word in the first half eventually, and then it didn't happen for the rest of the game. Yeah. It, sh- it should have been the first time. He should be saying you cannot kick away the ball. Yeah. For free for quick free kicks. Yeah, mind you, we do do that sometimes. Like when opposition get free kicks, as you see, lights like, a click and Alioski pick up the ball kind of mess about with it a bit yeah. to try and waste time for yeah. our players to get back into position but QPR were doing it non-stop every single and, free and, and, yeah and the, the game just wasn't flowing
0: it was really really frustrating to watch I mean yeah personally I didn't think the officials had, had a good game at all but Leeds did eventually grow into the game and once we got going we were the better side really for for, for the entire uh, game and we were the only side that looked to to, to, uh, to be winning the game as we mentioned Clicky missed a good opportunity early on uh, Bamford then missed that one on one which he really should have put away at I still think you know a lot of people um, let him off for that, but I think any, any striker would have finished that first time for me, especially on your stronger foot. So, uh, yeah, Bamford, he should have done better with that 1-1, one one, uh, but, of course, we missed it. But we did go 1-0 ahead on 39 minutes, Jack Harrison, uh, with a very Jack Harrison assist, really. Hey,
1: was <laughs> uh, they- it just looked like when he was—he's he, doing everything he normally does. Which yeah. is he brought it to the byline. He thought, right, if I cross this in, this is probably going to go haywire, so I'll dribble it in. Yeah. And he did dribble it in, but it looked—it looked a little bit awkward. He Didn't really seem to know where he was going to yeah. put it. And eventually, saw Roberts move behind the uh, uh, say move behind. He kind of moved back, to, back towards the halfway line in really to, to get in view of Harrison from behind the defender. And uh, Roberts uh, received the ball and pretty much uh, second touch was it. He just took a touch, hit it bottom corner as the keeper was diving the wrong way.
0: Yeah, it was a fantastic finish from Tyler Roberts, a really good finish. But Jack Harrison, I thought that he'd done a bit too much, but he did eventually find Roberts. It's another assist for Jack Harrison uh, as well. And uh, yeah, really good finish from Tyler Roberts as well. And I'm so pleased for both Jack Harrison to get another assist and Tyler Roberts for for getting that goal. Because I've been saying for weeks now, We've, we're missing that that really creative play in that number 10 role. And I've been saying Tyler Roberts needs to start and support Patrick Bamford up front because Bamford can't do it all on his own. And Roberts really did help out going forward and he got that goal. And right now,
1: going forward, he needs to start every game. You'd, you'd be very disappointed if if Bielsa was to drop Tyler Roberts yeah. in favour of... Um, well, I suppose it have to be in favour of Pablo Hernandez at the moment because... Uh, like, I, I don't know how I feel about how the cost at the moment. It's it's a bit confusing to me because... like. Jack Harrison gets way more stick than he does, but Jack Harrison is contributing four for, for assists in his last five games. I mean, technically, we're going to go on to talk about a second goal. He technically assisted his own goal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice one too with the defender. Yeah, the, uh, yeah <laughs> he,
1: he, he misplaced the pass with click. It gets booted through to him. Yeah. So he technically assists his own goal. Uh, he seems to be, all our creative play seems to be going down our left-hand side, which hasn't happened in the past. And uh, we've been, although Costa's been, uh, pressing very well, winning corners, winning free kicks, the odd kind of trick or flick to get the ball through to start an attack, which happened a couple of times. The quick chance, I think Costa won the ball and flicked it to Ayling, who then led it on for clicks. So he is contributing to games. He's just not getting the goals. He's not getting the assists. Um, obviously, Pablo just come back from injury, so you would you would hope that Ty Roberts would, given that performance, given how well he performed, finding the spaces, is 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 trickery, is his general. His hold play was good as well. It, it, all aspects yeah, of his game was good. His, his passing was good. He was finding the wings well. He was finding click well. He was finding Phillips well when he had to... He performed really what you'd hope he'd keep his place.
0: Yeah, uh, Rob, Rob, yeah, certainly. Roberts needs to start from now on for me. Of course, 1-0 at half-time. No changes uh, for either side at half-time. Um, second half, we sat back slightly, Slightly, I felt, which we've seen uh, from Leeds United recently when we're ahead at half-time going into the second half. Uh, but yeah, we are still creating chances. Roberts, he blasted a shot uh, way over the bar uh, early on in the second half. Bamford then scored, as we mentioned earlier, uh, but it was ruled out for offside. And yeah, from angles I've seen, it looked just about off, offside, but it was very close. And yeah, they, they, they go either way. Uh, it was just unfortunate here for, for Patrick Bamford. And right, you know, at I, I, the time when he scored, I was buzzing because Bamford had just scored a goal and hopefully he kicks on now with his first goal at Road this season. I really want him
1: to score. But, he, he was gutted. You, yeah. see, you can see his face from, from a distance and you see it on the replays. He's he's gutted that didn't count.
0: Yeah, I think I think everyone was gutted that it didn't count. Um, but uh, still at 1-0, uh, QPR, they had a, a good opportunity. They were the only opportunity of the game, really. Uh, when across from the right, uh, was met by Jordan Hugel. Um, but he could not get a clean header on the ball and it went uh, right over his head and, uh, and out for a goal kick. But it, very good chance there. Jordan Hugel, who, who's, who's known for being a really good striker, especially in the Champions. Championship. Uh, of course, uh, it was at West Ham in Premier League, to play many games there. But uh, you know, he's a well-known striker. He's a good striker, and it was a really good opportunity here. And yeah, at one nil, he
1: should have done better. And if he did score that, it could have been a completely different game. It could, because then, then you. Like, uh, I don't know what, what time that that shot was on i think it was kind of 70-ish minutes yeah i think it was late on yeah yeah and then that that, that sets up a very nervous finish in which it, it, it they may maybe even win because they they push on for the winner and obviously we're, we're kind of we're in like the the forest situation again you know early in the season where we concede like the 70 yeah. odd minute and then we think oh christ we just lost we just bottled this we've lost the opportunity the crowd goes and the team goes uh but yeah this uh he does get a touch on it uh this the the ball that comes over but the ball seems to come over too fast for him he's not expecting it he seems to come at the wrong he he mistimes his jump and he kind of glances it wide and you think uh, I mean Mark Warburton made out that it was like the uh, (laughs) Sterling and Kane chance against Croatia in the (laughs) World Cup where it was almost certain to go in it was the the ball whipped in was very fast he mistimes the jump he gets the header all wrong so I mean um, and it was he turns it in from what should be a, a a very scorable chance into quite a difficult chance because of the way he deals yeah. with it
0: I mean it certainly was a good opportunity and you'd expect Hugel to do better you would um, but yeah, if he, if he put that away, it would have been a very different story. But fortunately, uh, for Leeds United, we did uh, go on and get a second goal in 82 minutes. Uh, Jack Harrison with, with a great finish here. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, teeing up himself, really. Nice one too with a defender. Uh, Jack Harrison just kept on running at the defence. He, he got right through and uh, eventually it was a fantastic finish with his uh, weaker right foot. And uh, yeah, Jack Harrison, an assist and a goal for him.
1: Brilliant. Yeah, he had an extremely good game. And, um I mean, usually he gets quite. He don't get stick in the stands, but you can kind of he, you he hear lots of groans when when he when he when he messes up a dribble or when he messes up a cross. Yeah. Um, and he, but yeah, he, he 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 performed really well. He got the goal. He got the assist. He was he was a constant threat down the left hand side, and he was appreciated by the fans at the end yeah. of the game. Uh, he, he got he got he got a. He got a Jack Harrison, challenge. yeah, he got a Jack Harrison. Chant. He got he got an ovation from the fans because he scored and he was subbed off immediately. <laughs> yeah, that was that was that that was like slightly amusing because he he literally just scored yeah. and then as we were preparing to take the kick off, he he was subbed off. Yeah,
0: well, I knew that sub was going to happen as well. I told you in the stand. I saw Leaf Davis on the left, and I was like, well, he's going to come on for Jack Harrison, isn't he? But yeah, Jack Harrison, he did score. I was so pleased that Jack Harrison did score an assist and a goal. A really good performance, from Jack Harrison. Uh, was he the man of the match for you?
1: For me, yes, yeah. uh, he 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 was most directly involved in all the attacks. He was, he was, he was, he was, he was just a threat. He was, he was, a, he was constant threat down there right hand side. He he was he was weaving and he was finding Bamford a lot of the time. He was finding Click. He was finding uh, Roberts. He was finding everybody, and he 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 really performed well. And I think Bielsa, having had his first season in the championship, might have thought right. And then obviously he decided to sub him before the goal went in, so he might have thought right. we will one nil up here. Let's put Leif Davis on a bit more defensive. Although Leif Davis, I mean, took the opportunity to be an absolute menace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Um, yeah, but uh, two two nil and, and comfortable
0: into the game. Yeah. Really. And it, it was good that like, it was it was relief really, like, wasn't it? Because like, we've se- we've seen <laughs> we've grinded out so many one nil victories recently. It was a relief to get a second. Well,
1: I, mean, I, I remember turning to you in the stadium at eighty three minutes after Harrison scored. I said to you, "That's the points." Yeah, because you feel like our defense is so good. As soon as we go two nil up, that is the game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. The,
1: challenge, really the challenge is going to a lot. The challenge is not maintaining it.
0: <laughs> yeah, really do. Uh, as soon as Jack Harrison scored, as we said, it was subbed off for Leif Davis, my 19-year-old. Um, and Davis, he was very, very impressive again for the first team. Uh, very good, Davis. Um, very good, Davis. Yeah, of course, uh, it came from, uh, I think it, think it was um, Morecambe or Macclesfield. Uh, Le- Morecambe. Morecambe, uh, Leif Davis came from a few years ago. Um, and, of course, he impressed uh, when he came on, uh, when he played, when he started against Aston Villa in that away game. at yeah. two Last season, back in December, short notice, I think it was Douglas who fell ill, so Leif Davis came in. And uh, yeah, he impressed there. And Leif Davis, again, impressed very, very well. And if we do have a problem at left-back going forward, if Alioski and Douglas are out, I don't really want Dallas starting at left-back. I think Dallas is better elsewhere, but he does do, does do a job everywhere. But if we do have a problem at left-back moving forward, and Alioski and Douglas are out for a long time, Leif Davis is a solid option there.
1: Yeah, he was. he was... Very impressive. I know, obviously, he had the freedom of the two-nil cushion. He, it, well, by the time he came on, the game was effectively won, so he he could perform with a bit more freedom. But he was um, every time he got the ball forward in the last kind of ten minutes, it was him finding the right pass out of Bamford or he would uh, just sprint down w- the left and w- side. W- Winning tackles or being uh, there was one point where he ran from like uh, halfway through our half to kind of the edge of QPR's box by himself. Yeah, because he-, he, he, he had. I didn't realise he was as pacey as that, but he is a pacey player.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was brilliant, Leif Davis, when he came on. Absolutely brilliant. Impressed again. I, I would probably wouldn't start him straight away going forward, but if we do have a problem at left-back, um, Leif Davis is a very good option. You, you won't be uncomfortable, would you? Huh? you wouldn't
1: be uncomfortable would no, you no I
0: wouldn't be uncomfortable but for a 19 year old I don't think you should just chuck him in straight away after just one one or two good but, good but he's also a natural left back which we have yeah. very few of yeah uh, but yeah if we do have a at left back I'm fine with Leif Davis playing there uh, he probably won't go in straight away but Leif Davis at left back is a good option and it doesn't need to be considered um, moving forward uh, the sub before that though we uh, mentioned that Helder Costa uh, he went off for uh, Pablo Hernandez Pablo Hernandez we've missed him haven't we he was so creative when he came on Pablo Hernandez
1: <laughs> he, he had 15 Minutes to the end of the game, kind of almost oh, twenty if you include extra time, almost. Um, yeah, it, it, it was it was it was good. I I, I like seeing Pablo back. It's um, it feels like he's been gone longer than he has. Yeah, it <laughs> it, does, I mean he's it? been gone. Uh, I think since it, the derby game, since yeah the uh, kind of end of September. So kind of. I don't know a month, a month and a bit, maybe five or six weeks. But it feels like it's been gone a lot longer. Yeah, it was. It was like it, it was nice to see him back. You, you don't realize when players sign for Leeds how emotionally attached you're going to be for them. <laughs> like you really don't, do you? You never think. You never think you'd see like like in 2015. You never think you you never associate Pablo Hernandez with the United. But now 2019, you think. Where's Pablo? Like, <laughs> you see the team, you're like, oh, he's missing. You feel like a, yeah. it's kind of a hole in the team. You feel it, and you you miss him. I mean, because he's provided with so good, so many good memories, and he was good when he came on. I mean, obviously, he had that free kick which he sent just slightly over the, over the bar. Um, he was he was doing mainly defensive work by the time he came on because kind of last ten minutes we just decided to defend because we'd, we'd we'd effectively won the game. I think UBR had sixty percent of possession the last ten minutes of the game, so it was kind of. Effectively, they were going all for it, and we yeah. were kind of defending well as we have done in several home games this season. So you could see different sides of Pablo. He was trying to find the passes out of defence. Uh, obviously, Jack Harrison blocked that that excellent shot. I don't know. I don't know if it, were, it was from Ezia from one from the. I think it was from one of the other players. Who took the shot. Forgive me, I can't remember the exact shot. I was at the game. It <laughs> was a shot that came from outside the box that Jack Harrison blocked, and that that was unworld. It was a lot of space there. You thought, Jesus, this might go on target. Yeah, uh, and he did block it. But yeah, Pablo, we came on. He was it was impressive. It, yeah. was, it was nice to see. He looked fit as well.
0: Yeah, it was really nice to see Pablo Hernandez back from injury, wasn't it? Uh, but Helder Costa, he's divided opinion really, and a lot of people said it was his best game in Leeds shirt. I did. I, I did feel as though it was good. Um, I certainly think he's had better games, though. But Helder Costa,
1: what are your thoughts on him? He's a confusing player, is Helder Costa. Yeah. Uh, because he can he's a bit like clicking that he can have very good and very bad games at the same time. <laughs> like, you can have points of a game, he can be very good, and the points of a game, he's just giving the ball away repeatedly, and it's very frustrating. But he seemed to have... He, he was, pressing wise he was brilliant like there was one do you remember that point in the second half where he was calling down the keeper the yeah. like, keeper made a mistake and he won the corner off it and that was like it was a, it was a nothing nothing yeah. opportunity and he obviously has, he's won the corner he's pushed leads at the pitch that's his job as a winger but there was another point that where he, he was like it was him and Bamford and two QPR defenders marking Bamford in the box and he was out on the right and um, and he he just ended up going out for a corner, which we then wasted. And it just seemed like he could have done more with it. Yeah. He seems to waste certain opportunities, but he's he has these flicks where he flicks it through to Alien or he flicks it through to click or these sunburst of pace where you can see why he's a good footballer. It's not it's not like um, <laughs> it's not like Matt Grimes or, <laughs> <laughs> no, or, obviously or like not. Cameron Bothley Jackson yeah. where you think how the hell are you a footballer? Yeah, obviously uh, not. <laughs> he he clearly has the ability there. It's yeah. just. Whether or not we're getting the best out of him currently, I think there's more to come from Helder Costa. Yeah. Would you stick Pablo Hernandez and in straight away and replace him, replace Costa? Or? I would still start Costa, but I would give Pablo more time off the bench. Yeah. I would probably give in QPR Pablo maybe 30 minutes off the bench rather than 15. Yeah. Maybe start Costa for the first 60, and then bring Pablo on. I don't think that would be a poor decision. Yeah. I think yeah. you would get the best, uh, the, sorry, the best out of both players. Yeah,
0: I'd agree. And of course, we need to remember that Pablo Hernandez is coming back from injury, and he is thirty-four years old. He, um, he is
1: the oldest player in the yeah, squad. Yeah, uh,
0: but but I, I'd agree with you. To just bring, uh, yeah, bring Pablo Hernandez off the bench still. Uh, but yeah, we see it out two 0 Nice. Comfortable, relaxing finish to a game, finally. Uh, we haven't had those for a while. But, yeah, 2-0 win for Leeds United. And another clean sheet as well for the uh, defence and uh, goalkeeper, Kiko Kese. We will, of course, get into uh, the Kese news later on in the show. Uh, but Kiko Kese right now, nine clean sheets in all competitions. Of course, 17 games played in all competitions. Uh, eight clean sheets in 15 league games. Is in great form. He's massively improved from last season. He's finally the Real Madrid
1: goalkeeper I was expecting. I mean... He has been impressive, particularly the last few games, but I don't think you can put the clean sheet solely down to him. I think that's unfair. Oh,
0: no, but well, the defenders, yeah. Yeah, well, They've helped yeah, out yeah fast, by,
1: like. by a huge, huge margin, because like we've conceded eight go- eight league goals this season.
0: Yeah, but and the I, I, fewest in, the, in all four divisions in English football.
1: And and some of them were just stupid. Like, the Derby penalty was stupid. Yeah. Uh, the, the forest goal, where it appeared to come off... Uh, what's his name? The uh, grabbin's like armpit, yeah. <laughs> and then went in. That was a stupid. The Charlton goal that was stupid. Swansea goal. The sw- the Swansea goal was less stupid than the other three because that was a good finish. <laughs> but like the other thing was really sh- so we we effectively could have conceded four or five league goals, and that is mental.
0: Yeah, but eight eight goals only conceded for Leeds United this season. The fantastic, fantastic in all defense. in all four uh, English football leagues, uh, which is fantastic, remarkable, remarkable stuff. I was, start.
1: The, I was two against Millwall where we were cheated out of two goals by the referee, like yeah. Colin Brady, off the pitch like fifteen minutes into the game.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, f- phenomenal uh, defensive record for Leeds United this season. Key Cooks here, still keeping clean sheets in the defense, still keeping clean sheets. It- it's fantastic, and it's uh, three points for Leeds United. No one beating in four games, uh, which is uh, great. And does uh, three points did move us to the top of the Championship table? But Briefly. Preston, yeah, <laughs> Preston uh, then uh, beat uh, Charlton one 0 away on the Sunday to go top, and then West Brom beat Stoke City two nil away to go uh, back to the top of the Championship table. So we are still two points behind league leaders West Brom, unfortunately, but the table is still very tight but as we mentioned last week I mean I think just ignore the table now we're doing well we're picking up results but as we mentioned last week right now our next few games are all winnable and we just need to kick on from this win I
1: mean this time last year we had that that seven game win run didn't we that, yeah. that, that kind of did us so many favours for the rest of the season and it
0: was when I officially relaunched all things later. so it was down to me it was down to me uh,
1: <laughs> of course it was yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah of course, of course we've got our podcast anniversary coming up but obviously we'll mention that in a, in a few weeks time yeah. uh, but we uh Oh, I can't remember what I was going to say then. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say then? Oh, oh the, the the win run. Yeah, the win run. We we really could do with another seven game win run. This is a winnable stretch yeah, of games really until Christmas. Um, obviously the Huddersfield game is get looks harder the closer we get towards it because the Cowley brothers have turned them around. Yeah, from being the uh, the whipping boy of the championship to being okay. Uh, Luton have just come up so that they've not been quite as good as like Charlton have for just coming up but they yeah. th-
0: But looting away it will be tough we always lose in London so I mean
1: obviously uh, we yeah. mentioned that start there was last week that we we uh or I just mentioned to you on Twitter I can't remember that they've scored three more goals than us but conceded like set like I uh, think like 22 and we've yeah. conceded, like eight <laughs> conceded like 14 more goals yeah So, yeah, this stretch of games, we do need to win.
0: Yeah, and as I said last week, the table's so tight still that if a team goes on a five or six-game win streak, as we did last season at this stage, you could be miles, miles clear at the top of the table. So it's really important to kick on now and push on and stay unbeaten and put a a really nice run together. Um, Consistency. That's all you need. Yeah, consistency in this league and and you will go up. Uh, That's all you need. Uh, But moving on then, uh, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, uh, the Leeds United Un23s haven't had a game this week. Uh, They were meant to play uh, against the Nottingham Forest Un23s away at the Impact Arena last Monday. Uh, But after a pitch inspection, it was postponed due to a waterlogged pitch, unfortunately. Uh, But the Leeds United ladies, they did play this week. They faced Bradford City at Four Parks last Sunday in the first round of the FA Women's National League Plate competition. Uh, Sounds exciting. (laughs) Uh, anyway uh, they've progressed into the next round after four uh, one victory uh, thanks to goals from Abby Brown Emily Cassidy and two goals from leading goal scorer uh, Rebecca Hunt Uh, great team uh, the women's team uh, we we seem to have uh, they're fantastic they're doing really really well at the moment uh, but yeah a really convincing 4-0 win uh, 4-1 win uh, over Bradford City uh, here at Four last Sunday in the uh, first round of the uh, of the plate competition and they've uh, been drawn away to not in the Forest uh, in the second round uh, which will be played on November the uh, 17th uh, but yeah fantastic from the Leeds United ladies hopefully to do well in that competition and uh, uh, yeah we will be following them uh, closely uh, uh, throughout the uh, season uh, but uh, let's look ahead then uh, let's look on uh, some major news that's come out of Ellen Road this past week uh, of course a big one uh, concerning 33 year old goalkeeper Kiko Kassia uh, so reports came out of the weekend before the QPR game uh, from the Daily Mail uh, saying that an investigation uh, that after an investigation the FA were prepared to ban Kassia for 8-12 to 12 games for, for alleges, allegedly uh, racially abusing Charlton forward Jonathan Leko um, during our 1-0 uh, uh, loss away there on September the 28th uh, but the YEP then, uh, then reported that the FA weren't prepared to comment on the situation of the investigation was still ongoing, Um, so we didn't really know who to believe, I'd I'd prefer to believe a YP over the Daily Mail really Um, but on Monday it did all come out and Kiko Kase has been charged by the FA in relation to uh, an alleged breach of FA Rule E3 uh, during the 1-0 uh, defeat away at Charlton on September 28th. Of course, Kase allegedly uh, racially, racially abused Charlton striker uh, Jonathan Lecko, a 20-year-old. Um, a statement from Leeds United came out and uh, it said that Kiko uh, strenuously denies the allegation and the next step of, the, of this process will be a personal hearing. In the meantime, Kiko will remain available for selection and uh, now it's kind of similar to the Fernando Forestieri case at Sheffield Wednesday really that of course went on for ages and um, the outcome of that uh, of course Coloss- uh,
1: gone <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, he was acquitted by a criminal court but he was convicted by the FA yeah uh, because the FA operate on balance of probability so if you get two people saying oh yeah he said something racist and you say I'm not saying anything racist they're gonna say yeah you have said something racist because you probably have Whereas a criminal court will operate on evidence, they'll they'll say, All right, what's the evidence? He yeah. said this, who's heard it? Um how likely are are you, given your past uh, past experience as a player, your past behaviour as a player? whether or not the crowd has heard it, the management staff have heard it, so they'll operate on more. Yeah. I imagine the, 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 yeah, I'm not saying the FA won't be diligent, but they'll operate on the bounds of probability, yeah. more than evidence. But
0: reports do say that the FA do have a strong case against Casilla, uh, which doesn't sound too good, but those are reports from, da- from the Daily Mail again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it is similar to the Forestieri case, really. Casilla, uh, he could keep on denying it, and it could take absolutely ages, so Kiko here really could still be available for selection and be our number one goalkeeper until the end of the season. He could one. Uh, for ages this case um but it's kind of awkward Leeds United fans isn't it really I, I did feel awkward um singing Keiko name at times uh on Saturday's game I don't
1: think I did sing his name really I felt
0: really awkward uh uh doing I mean it. I did but I felt
1: yeah it, it was awkward it was it was you kind of felt uneasy yeah it was an uneasy feeling because you thought well he could he could be horrible here yeah. and we could not know about it yeah and I'm-
0: I mean, of course, it is a really good chant that Pablo and kiko says. It's chat. a fantastic chant. Yeah, chat. it's it's fun joining in, and <laughs> you want to support Leeds United players, don't you? But you also don't want to support a, a, a racist. No, I have no
1: interest in supporting in supporting racist players. Yeah, I'm, I'm not interest in racism in football whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we obviously we've we've spoken about. Uh, yeah. The racism from the Bulgarian uh, fans against England the the, the other week it was it was spoken about racism in the English game, which obviously we're not claiming has been eliminated because it just hasn't. Yeah, I, I think, think it was uh, it was a Hartley poll that got done the other week for racism. Obviously Millwall got done, the, Town it was, yourville Town got done as well. Millwall got done last season, so it's it's not it's not a, an issue that doesn't exist anymore. Uh, and and it, it is horrible to think that one of your players could be racist, and it. You don't want to. Su- I, 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 as a Leeds fan, and I'm sure thousands of Leeds fans will agree with me in saying that if he, if he is convicted of racism, he's, he's, he's said it, then, then drop him. I've no, yeah. no, no interest in supporting a racist player.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, a lot of people saying uh, to sack him. Of course, everyone's innocent until proven guilty. Um, and at the moment, Kassir is uh, still denying it. I mean, for me, he's 33 years old. He's played with many. Black players before. Um, of course, he is Spanish playing playing in in England, so it could have been uh, 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 lost in translation. Really, as to what he said. Uh, for, for me, it, it just seems though. Keiko said, it doesn't seem like the kind of guy. But of course, I don't know him personally. Uh, but yeah. Um, these reports, it's still ongoing, and and we'll need to keep an eye on it. But yeah, it's kind kind of awkward for for these United fans. You want to support your players, but you don't want to support um, a player who, who potentially is a racist, do you? So. I mean, this is
1: I think this is the problem with with knowing about the situ- situation like this before there's a conviction. Yeah, Cause there's the there's a the fact that his reputation, regardless of what happens now, is damaged, there's irreparably damaged. Yeah, uh, what should have happened is Jonathan Leco should have reported it to the FA. Should he felt he was racially abused, the FA should have kept that absolutely secret until there is and so, and then operate the case with obviously Legion United and Kiko are aware of it. There should be no communication to fans or any of the media. It should have been dealt with internally by the FA and the Leeds United and Charlton. And should Kiko have been found uh, guilty, he should be punished accordingly, fairly. And if he's found innocent, then obviously. If he's not said it, then absolutely. Like, why, what, why, what is the, what is the, what is the point in it? Is a reputation being ruined like it will be? Because people say, oh, yeah, if you found it innocent, then no one's going to go at you. People still have a go at for being, for being racist. <laughs> people still have a go at you for things you haven't done, but have been accused of doing in football all the time. Yeah. That's just the nature of football banter in stadiums and on Twitter. And it it's, it is an issue. The fact that players are, Tried by media as opposed to tried by court.
0: Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to disagree with you there. Uh, but yeah, it's an awkward situa- situation. But uh, yeah, that, that's it. That's that's the reports. Cook's say he has been charged by the FA, um, but he, he is denying it and, and he can still play for Leeds United. So he, so we'll need to wait and see. Uh, but at the moment, he, he probably will still be playing. Um, he probably he's, will he's still el- be started. He, I mean, the
1: statement says he's eligible for selection. I can't imagine. If, if, Bielsa has complete trust in his players I imagine if Kiko says I haven't said this Bielsa will think yeah, you've not said it yeah. I will start you on end up one goalkeeper yeah
0: probably so yeah Ke- Keiko's here probably will start for, for Leeds United still and I'll still support Leeds United players um, but uh, yeah th- this case is going to rumble on for probably a long time uh, so we'll just need to keep an eye on it um, in other news then uh, Leeds United store in the uh, White Rose Shopping Centre uh, in Leeds uh, opened last Sunday uh, goalkeeper uh, Elan Meslier uh, Gianni Alioski and uh, the Leeds warrior Josh Warrington uh, were there for a meet and greet uh, as expected many Leeds fans turned up uh, have you been yet? I
1: haven't. No, I've not been to White Rose in a long time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I th- is it the biggest shop, or is the one next to Ellen Road bigger? I'm I'd not- say this is bigger because this is two floors. Yeah, the well, yeah the one at Ellen Road is just one floor. It's one big floor, but it's just one floor. Yeah. I've, not, I've not been out the shop. It's uh, very impressive. It's, obviously, it's very impressive. I, I heard about it. It happens in the Leeds Twitter sphere. You, you do in, <laughs> inevitably hear about these things. Twitter sphere. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You do hear. Um, I think it's a good thing. The more commercially available Leeds United are, the more fans we'll have, the more commercial revenue, the more we have to spend on players, the better team we have, the bigger club we are. Yeah. I mean, those are linked things. So you can't you can't really be annoyed or, or like uh, disagree with the fact we've opened a new shop.
0: Yeah, absolutely not. I mean, it's great that
1: we're opening many more
0: shops around Leeds. It's great that we're growing our presence around the city. I to say,
1: particularly around Leeds, opening these shops round different areas of Leeds is excellent because you spread the kind of... Yeah, well, I mean, I'm trying to find a better word than the uh, than condition of supporting Legion <laughs> United because it is a condition yeah. at times. Sometimes <laughs> positive sometimes negative, but it's all, it's always there with you. And if if you can, if you can recruit, I say recruit, <laughs> if you can gain gain new fans of the club through these shops, through selling merchandise, through because uh, cause people walking through White Rose will see this shop and, and um, if you I not if your parents aren't really football fans that you see this and you think. I I actually like football. This could be my club. This is my city. And and then, then in 20 years you'll end up like me and him <laughs> weathered <laughs> yeah. doing a podcast <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah I
0: must say it's a very very impressive shop uh, really nice store two floors there's a big TV screen as well which plays uh, quite a lot of uh, older uh, moments uh, in Leeds United history but yeah it's a very very impressive shop uh, head on down there if, if you live uh, near White Rose of course if you live miles away from White Rose then don't bother <laughs> go, go to your nearest shop that you can
1: um, <laughs> yeah go to the one in Trinity <laughs> yeah. go the one at Allen Road wherever yeah. you live Live. Yeah, uh, Merion Centre as well. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Marion Centre as well, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, that's they're really all, they're all over the city yeah. centre, so yeah, yeah go on, be all 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 place. Uh,
0: but yeah, really impressive shop, and it's great that we have opening more shops around Leeds. It's great that we're, that we're growing our presence around the city, and as you say, Charles, it could attract people into, into supporting Leeds United, um, unfortunately for them. <laughs>
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't want to support any of the club. This this club, yeah. uh, you never get bigger bounces in emotion than you do supporting. <laughs> I certainly absolutely in not. my personal life, I've never had such big yeah. bounces in emotion as supporting Leeds. Yeah,
0: absolutely not. Uh, but yeah, a
1: fantastic store. So yeah, heading down there
0: if you live near Devon and, and gosh, uh, do some shopping. I spent, uh, I think. It was going to be thirty-six pound, but with my scenes ticket, I got a ten percent uh, off. So it was around thirty-two pound. I spent. I got Leash United scarf, Leash United hat. Um, what else did I get?
1: I've still got my scarf for my first away game, Preston away, twenty
0: seventeen. Yeah. I, I must admit, I wasn't happy because I bought um, a, a, a picture of Calvin Phillips, which for the players to sign. And um, money, I need one for for me frames that are behind uh, that that run my wall behind my desk, and um, that people see my videos on YouTube. Uh, but as the person, as as the uh, um, as the uh, cashier was uh, putting everything into the bag. She, she just didn't, just didn't take did take care. So there was a there's a massive crease in the Calvin Phillips for which I'm really, really annoyed about. It was only two pounds, but I really really but um, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I'm I'm not salty at all.
1: Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you can get another picture, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah,
0: uh, it's uh, still a, a fantastic store. So yeah, uh, head on down. Uh, it's very very impressive. Um, also, uh, other news. Uh, it's going to be a very very busy day uh, on Thursday uh, night, uh, especially uh, as mentioned on uh, the podcast last week. Uh, Leeds United first team will be at the uh, Leeds Christmas Light Switch on uh, uh, at the event outside the uh, Leeds Art Gallery on Thursday night, the 7th of November. Uh, but not all the first team players may be. Uh, as uh, Liam Cooper, Ben White and Matthausch Click will be doing a Q&A in the Norman Hunter Suite at Ellen Road at 6.30pm uh, on Thursdays. Uh, kids tickets are £10, adults tickets are £12. It's quite expensive to be honest. Um, are you going? Uh,
1: personally, no, because I'm busy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm working on Thursday, so <laughs> I can't go. Yeah. Uh, and, I'm... It just sound a bit expensive, to be fair. Normally, you think like ten F yeah. adults, five for kids, that kind of thing. That seems like a fair price for Q and A. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, Roger Zahn is the man that sold uh, <laughs> those hundred-pound programs. Yeah. And how many did he have? Did he have like a, a hundred of them? Yeah, hundred of them. So yeah, he made ten grand in an afternoon. I mean, the man's a commercial genius doing stuff like <laughs> that. I mean, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, obviously you want to hear the opinions of the players at this point in the season. Yeah. I think. Well, we're, we're a quarter way through the season right now, just over a quarter way through. So you'd like you want to hear their opinions on obviously the injuries, fab the performances, what where the team needs to improve, where the team has been excellent because the team has been excellent in large parts, particularly defensively. I'm sure. Uh, particularly Liam Cooper will want to be talking about how <laughs> want to big himself, I don't want to say big himself up because he, he won't want to do that but he'll want, he'll want to talk about how pleased he's been with the yeah. performances and it'll be
0: interesting to hear about the partnership between Ben White and Liam yeah, Cooper of course and how it will. that's all come about uh, but yeah it's, it's going to be fascinating uh, hearing from uh, Liam Cooper Ben White and Natasha Click on Thursday night um, I'm, uh, tickets are, are still available I'm not going but um, I, w- I will be keeping a close eye on, on what the players uh, are saying uh, but yeah take your pick either go to the Leeds Christmas Light switch on and see some. Uh, some uh the uh, first team players there or go to the Q&A and hear from Liam Cooper, Ben White and Natasha Click. Uh, but yeah, very busy night on, on Thursday night. Um, and finally, before we look ahead to uh, Saturday's game, uh, Leeds-born female boxer Nicola Adams has announced her retirement from the sport. Uh, so the best of luck to her in whatever she plans on doing next. Uh, after a very successful career in boxing, it has to be said. Uh, so yeah, good luck to uh, Nicola Adams in her, in her retirement. A fantastic female boxer. Uh, but yeah, uh, Saturday's game then. Moving on to Saturday's game, of course, for second home game in a row for Leeds United. And we uh, take on uh, Blackburn Rovers. It's a three PM kickoff, which is very, very nice. I hate early kickoffs and late Second
1: kick-off. in a row at yeah. home. Three PM kickoffs. Yeah,
0: it's lovely. It's lovely, isn't it? <laughs> it's
1: is really really nice. I mean I, 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 I don't mind the later ones. Like Friday five thirties. I, I actually love Friday five thirty kickoffs. Well it, Friday seven forty five. Yeah. Well obviously you know. Friday, Friday, is, Friday late uh, kickoffs I don't know what I mean. Yeah. Um I don't know i said five thirty. <laughs> late kickoffs on Fridays are, are usually brilliant, but you know the the Saturday games which are at midday, they're always everyone's always sober, everyone's always either sober or hungover I'm very tired yeah or just tired or it's too bright yeah. <laughs> yeah. everyone turns up kind of a bit glum and they just oh let's get this over let's just get yeah. three points and go home <laughs> um i've missed my fishing chips for this <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a general attitude amongst the least fans in the, yeah. in the stand whereas at three o'clock that's standard kickoff time everyone knows that that is your day you uh yeah. you get you get to wake up a bit later you get to wake up, up kind of like nine ten o'clock you get to get have your, have your breakfast have your lunch get onto to the game at in enough time and then you can enjoy your evening yeah and you can have a couple of pints before and if we win or even if we lose heavily you can have a few pints <laughs> afterwards <laughs> a few but, whiskies if yeah, we lose yeah we've had a few whiskies before after bad defeats yeah um, but yeah uh, so the three o'clock kick are nice
0: yeah, uh, so yeah, second home game in a row, 3pm kickoff, which is really, really nice. Uh, of course, Leeds United in third place in the Championship table, uh, heading into this two points behind uh, league leaders of uh, West Bromwich Albion. still. Uh, we'll level uh, on points with Preston, who are in second, and Swansea, who are in third. Um, of course, the 2-0 win over QPR uh, made it four games unbeaten now, uh, two wins and two draws there. And as we discussed earlier, it's important that we build on this on this really good form. Well, I
1: mean, three wins, two draws, and a loss in our last kind of six games is it's good form. That yeah. Uh, so if we were to win the weekend game, that would that'd be that would be good reading. Yeah. Uh, particularly given the two draws are away games, so yeah. those that that is good reading. so We. we We just need to win it. I I say this every week, (laughs) we just need to win it.
0: Yeah, and it's certainly a a winnable game. Of course, Blackburn are managed by Tony Mowbray, uh, who is under pressure currently, as uh, Blackburn sits 16th from the table on 18 points to six points above the uh, relegation zone. Uh, They did beat Sheffield Wednesday 2-1 at home in the last game, though, but but that was their uh, uh, first win um, in in seven. They they hadn't won uh, any of their previous six games, uh, four losses and two draws there. So um, we really should be beating
1: these. Well, I mean, Sheffield Wednesday went one 0 up in about 80 minutes, and then ended up losing the game because uh, Blackburn's got two very late goals. Yeah, so yeah, and then you, obviously you mentioned the fact they've, they've lost four and drawn two of the last six uh, the six games before that. They, they're not looking good. And yeah. obviously they've got they've got danger men that we're aware of. Yeah, they have got many good players. Bradley uh, they, Dack, Danny
0: Graham, they, who scored against us last season, Stuart Downing, who'd have transformed into a defensive midfielder. Really, I mean, I mean the um, us away last
1: season. Um, yeah, they did uh, two two one in a in a drab game that you attended that yeah. I didn't. Yeah, Danny Graham scored
0: there. Uh, they got Bradley Johnson as well, of course, former United player, and Lewis Holtby as well, who I'm sure used to play for Tottenham Hotspur. So uh, to do with some <laughs> some big names. Bradley Dack, of course, for danger man. There he is by far the best player. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they do have some good players. Um, but um, Tony Moby he is under pressure, of course. Uh, they they, they, had, they hadn't won a game in in, in six games, but then uh, remarkably beat Sheffield Wednesday two one at home. So um, yeah, we really should be beating these, but we, we don't really know what takes expect now do we from these uh, of course they lost six games um, but uh, they went six games without a win but then beat Sheffield Wednesday so we really don't know what to expect
1: I would expect them to do what a lot of teams do at Ellen Road they will likely sit back Ryan set pieces because that's how they beat us away last season. I imagine because those near post set pieces where they were like they were like flick on some from, da- from Danny Graham, wasn't there? That, that's how he scored his goals. He literally ran to near post, flicked it on back of the net. Yeah. I imagine um, Bielsa will have analysed those games and the because we con- we did concede four goals in two games against them, so that is a concern. Yeah, last season, so the, that that will be something Bielsa will be wanting to address. I don't imagine we'll concede the same amount of goals this season. Yeah. but defensively more solid. Um, I, honestly I expect a similar game to the QPR game if I'm being totally honest with you I expect Stuart Dallas to man mark Bradley Dak the entire game <laughs> and I expect us to, to beat him I, yeah. I, honestly I, I know bit, I want to talk about other things first and it, you have to my prediction I think it'll be the same result yeah fair,
0: fair enough are we facing Blackburn at a good time do you think?
1: we never seem to face a team at a good time <laughs> as Leeds <League laughs> United uh, it's always obviously there kind of Yorkshire Lancashire Derby they obviously the Red Rose and the badge we are the quintessential White Rose Club so there's although it's not like a literal club derby there's the Yorkshire Lancashire derby they are they, they are they're just a bit inconsistent at Blackburn they, and now and again they do bring out excellent performances and they can break with pace and they've got Dak is an excellent player I'm not sure why yeah, he's a top six championship player Um, but I, I I do expect us to beat them I mean I, I said similar things about Eze and QPR Eze is by far their best player and he is he's Premier League quality. He's not even top six champion, yeah. but he's Premier League quality. So I think if we can do a similar job again. Um, obviously, you know, Blackburn will analyse how QPR played and try to fix their faults. But I expect us to beat them. I'm sure yeah. you expect us to beat them as well. Yeah.
0: I mean, of course, we have a really good record against Blackburn Rovers as well. Uh, we won five of our previous six meetings with them. Of course, the other meeting was that loss last season, uh, that 2-1 loss away there, as you mentioned, Charles. Um, so this Blackburn side do know how to get a result against Leeds United, don't they? But um, of course, it was that memorable uh, game last December at home, that 3-2 victory. Kemaru scoring two very late goals. Um uh, buff had a time, so yeah, fantastic, Mem- <laughs> memorable Super game Um But yeah, uh, so yeah, we, we do have a very good record, five wins of our last six meetings. Um, so yeah, hopefully we we, we can keep that a uh, really good record going. Uh, line-up for you? Unchanged?
1: Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, because like, I would probably stick, I don't really want to take Dallas out. I, I, I don't know, I, I, I quite fancy a lift-davis start, I don't know what it is. But would you put the house at Outback and drop it a- and drop Ailing? But Ailing did. Ailing, Ailing had a really good game in the weekend, so it'll be unchanged. It'll be unchanged. You know, it to... will be unchanged. Yeah, I, unless there's any. Yeah, any go on, go on, go on, unchanged. I, yeah. I thought we performed really well. But I think he performed badly. I, I would just, I would do what I just, uh, I said earlier. I would held the cost for sixty minutes, and I would bring Pablo on on the right wing. That's what I would do. Um, obviously, Roberts in front of Click, I think was a better move than we have been in previous weeks. Obviously, Aikety can't start, so it'll be Bamford again. I don't, I don't see any change, other changes I'd make in the, in the squad. I don't, I don't know if you see any. Cha- yeah. you, you no, make...
0: I mean, unless there's any other injuries, I, I can't really see any changes. Be also probably, probably keep it unchanged, of course, unless there, there is uh, injuries. Uh, but yeah, I, I can see an unchanged lineup. I, I wouldn't be too bothered if, the, if it's an unchanged lineup. I'd, I'd be. I'd be content yeah, yeah, I'd be fine. content if it's an unchanged lineup. <laughs> uh, score prediction for you then 2-0 Leeds 2-0 Leeds I'm going to go 2-0 Leeds United as well uh, so yeah both going 2-0 wins to Leeds United hopefully hopefully we can get the win get the three points um, and uh, build on uh, that, that uh, QPR win Um and uh, and just build build a good, good runner form uh,
1: together. Let's just let's just do it yeah. this time. Let's, let's, just, go, let's, let's just win a bunch of games yeah. in a row and not screw it up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and of course, we're going into an international break as well, so it's really important that we get a win before the uh, international break. Yeah yeah um, of course the international break next week uh, there will still be a podcast next week uh, there's been plenty of Legion players who have, who have been announced to be uh, going on international duty so we'll round all doors up in next week's podcast uh, but that does bring us to uh, the end of uh, this episode uh, episode 42 of the All Things Leeds podcast thank you very much as always to Charles for joining me in the studio thanks for having me on there and uh, thank you very much uh, to uh, everyone who has listened or watched uh, we really do uh, appreciate it uh, if you enjoyed then why not subscribe or follow the podcast give us a 5 star rating on Apple Podcasts if you're listening in on there uh, share the podcast around as well and make sure to follow all things leads on social media we're on facebook twitter and instagram search up all things leads one on twitter and instagram search up all things leads one on facebook uh, subscribe to the uh, youtube channel as well if you have not already follow me and charles on social media as well um, i'll leave them linked in the, uh, the video description and uh, yeah me and Charles we will be back next week it's an international break but we will round up uh, all the players who are on international duty we'll of course look back at the Blackburn game which is hopefully a win and uh, uh, yeah we'll, 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 we'll find some things to discuss uh, there'll be if, something to talk yeah, about there always be. is yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah me and Charles we will be back uh, next week uh, for certain so uh, uh, yeah for now take care and we'll uh, see you soon